following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. Would you pray with me? Lord, may your word open our hearts to hear where you're leading. Scripture you give us today, may it be a blessing and not a hindrance to our life in following after you. Lord, we pray this all in your son Jesus' name. Amen. So growing up in the church, there are a couple of different verses that you hear a lot. Sometimes you get across different sections of Scripture, and what you hear are verses that sound like they are in opposition to each other. And today we come across one of those. What's really great is when you realize Jesus said both of those things. It's not just written somewhere in different. No, Jesus said both. Today in Luke 9, as we've worked our way backwards through the book of Luke, through this part of the year, we come to this moment where Jesus is teaching and preaching and he looks at the crowds around him and he says, listen, if you want to come after me, take up your cross daily. So he's saying, listen, if you want to be a disciple, you're going to have to take up your cross and follow me. Now, we as people who have the whole of Scripture can look and say we know where this is headed, that Jesus will be headed towards the crucifixion, that he will literally be taking up his cross. But time are hearing it, they don't know that that is coming. So him saying, take up your cross, what would that mean to them? Well, they wouldn't know that this was the Roman chosen form of execution. So to hear, take up your cross, that would be a big deal because when you decide to add torture to your execution, you had to carry your own cross. Imagine, you know, two railroad ties strapped together and you have to carry it from wherever they decide you're going to the place you're being crucified. So you have to be executed, you are thinking and literally have that weight bearing down upon you as you walk towards your execution. So when Jesus looks out at the crowd and says, yeah, you want to follow after me? Take up your cross daily. Me. But this is the same Jesus who will say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So as a kid, those two juxtaposition of verses always seem strange. Jesus is calling me to take up my cross, but at the same time, he's easy and his burden is light. But having moved construction timber, having moved gardening timbers, having moved railroad ties, that doesn't sound like my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That sounds like my yoke is You're going to want to sit down. Right, those, those two things don't seem to mesh. So how does Jesus say, take up your cross daily and follow me, but also say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light? This is what we call a paradox. Two opposing ideas actually work together to function. What I want to do is look at the pieces 
of Luke here as Jesus is speaking and see how this plays out to help us understand this paradox of daily picking up our cross, but my light. So first, in that, in that first verse where it says, take up your cross daily and follow me. As I was prepping this week and reading, and, and there are a couple commentaries I go through to just kind of prep and get ready, something hit me as I was reading through one of these commentaries, and it talked about is cross singular. So often I would read that in my mind, pick up your daily cross. Whatever that cross is of that day, pick it up. Or I'd look across my, my life and I go, what are my crosses to bear, right? Because that's what to bear, that colloquialism, words. That comes from, pick up your cross and follow me. So when he says that, when he says, you know, come and follow after me. It's a singular, daily take up your cross and follow me. It doesn't mean try and find these ways that there is a cross because what it's been interpreted as at some times is how are you being persecuted? What are the many things that are your cross? But here when we look specifically, he's saying, no, every day pick up that cross and follow me. So what does that, what does that mean for us? When we look at the purpose of Jesus' cross, we look at Scripture, where in the book of Romans it says that someone might die for a good person, that at just the right time, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And in the midst of that, it talks about this, this idea of how, who would someone die for? Would they die for a good person? Would they die for a righteous person? But all of that is null and void because while we were Christ died for us. And so for us, the joy that we have is that Jesus picks up his cross to sacrifice for us. So if he's calling us to take up our cross daily, if he's saying, pick and follow me, what he's referring to is, no one is greater than his master. You are called to sacrifice as I have sacrificed. That picking up your cross to follow after me is about looking at the life and ways of Jesus and saying, the way he lived for me, so too, cross and follow him. That I will seek with everything I have to carry that same burden that he has for the world. Now again, this doesn't feel right because pick up your cross and follow me. Jesus literally picked up his cross and went to his death. So what is he telling us to do? Well, there is potential that he is calling some people to their death. So he keeps going and he says, to gain the whole world but to forfeit your soul. What does it gain us if we could have everything we ever wanted, but to do it, we have to lose that part of us that makes us a created. We have to lose that piece of us that is God-breathed and inspired. 
I'll tell you what, when I see how high the Powerball goes, it goes through my mind. Right? I've sat and had a billion dollars and I did took it all out immediately, you know, so I do the taxes because it's very real stuff that could happen. Right? So now, okay, now I'm at 700 million. Right? Okay. So what, what would I do with 700 million? And I've never sat with a sheet of paper and decided what I do with $700 million. Not ever. Let me tell you, you can spend $700 million on a sheet. But at the same time, if I slow down and go, what do I do with the money I have now? What do I do with God's given me now? What, what would I do if I forfeited that piece of me to have? And I don't think we all have the same answer to that. I think we can all answer that in different ways. Because what we find is as we take up our cross to follow, that following Jesus ends up being better than forfeiting our soul. We find that picking up our cross actually becomes a light burden because we know the one who carried his cross before us. We know the cross when he had no reason to. When he had every chance to call down the armies of heaven to save him and they would have answered and instead he willingly goes. When he calls us to pick up our cross, He's calling us to be as he is. To be sacrificial for a world that is in need. To give of ourselves in the way he has given. So he says, what would it be like to gain the whole world but lose your soul? And then comes this interesting piece that in verse 27 Jesus will say, now some of you will not taste death before you see the kingdom of heaven. And this is a fascinating piece of scripture because you start going, okay, well, does that mean, you know, well, but all these people are dead now, but they haven't seen the kingdom. So what does that mean? And we start pulling it apart and how, you know, okay, I'm taking up my cross. And now you're saying, okay, if I carry my cross, I'll see the kingdom of heaven. Lord, what, what's going on? Well, if you look at who's there's a group of disciples that if you go on to the next verses, it says, now some days later, they go up. And there they encounter Jesus transfigured. That the next verses are about the Mount of Transfiguration. They literally see the kingdom in front of them. But the question of the kingdom of God is, where is the kingdom of God? And the answer is, the kingdom of God is wherever the king goes. So as he is declaring to these people, these crowds, his disciples, some of you will see before you taste death. He's telling them, listen, you're seeing it now. Because you're seeing the king. We can put ourselves and twirl ourselves into knots trying to understand how are these people going to see the kingdom but not taste death, but now they're all dead. When really what Jesus open your eyes. The kingdom of God is here. 
take up your cross daily and follow me. For what does it gain us to gain the whole world but to lose our soul? Because some of you will see the kingdom before you taste death. So now, where is the kingdom? That if we say, Lord, I want to take up my cross, I want to follow you. I don't want to lose my soul. I want to gain what you've called me to gain. Then where do we look around and we see the kingdom of God? Well, there are a couple real important places. Jesus tells us, gathered in my name, there I am amongst them. I think we covered that this morning. He promises to be present in the meal we took this morning. And he promises before he returns to the Father, I will be with you always to the very end of. It can be easy to get caught in the idea of picking up my cross as that burden to bear instead of picking up my cross because it's my joy because Jesus called me to follow him. That when he calls me to love him and love others, when he calls me to be as he was, he's not doing it trying to tell me to attain salvation. He gives salvation and that's how this burden becomes light. Because in the math of the carrying a cross is always done for the love of God and love of neighbor. That as we pick up our cross to seek and follow after him, what we find is our desire, our will is bound. And what we discover is that in the same way as he walked the journey to Good Friday for us, we can walk into the world carrying our crosses in joy because we know who we belong to. We know the kingdom before we taste death. And we know that death is not the end. Because while we pick up crosses, we pick up crosses to follow. We're not the one who had to lead the way. That Jesus leads that road for us. That he picks up his cross first. He doesn't say, all right, pick up your cross and go on ahead. He says, no, pick up your cross daily and follow me. We're not going a place where he hasn't already gone. And the joy that he has gone before us is that those times, those days we wake up and say, no cross carrying for me today. I'm done. I've had enough. I'm gonna live for me. Those are the days that his cross is. So we live in this paradox, this in-between, this trying to understand a God who calls us to pick up a heavy burden but says that it is light. A Savior who would say me in the way I have done so you too do. We learn that in our lives, what we are seeking to gain 
is not what we want, but what he wants. Is that as we follow him, as we pick up that cross, we start learning what I want is what he wants. Now, I don't have the video with me today, but I want you to think about this. So we call this process of picking up our cross daily sanctification. It is the process Jesus works to help us follow him more. And a lot of times what happens is we think that that's going to be like washing a dish, right? Where we walk in, all right, dirty dishes, clean dishes, boom, we're done. We did it. Jesus comes, he sanctifies us, we're done. But what's unfortunate is that's not how it works. And my favorite video to illustrate this is there's an escalator. And a guy walks up to the escalator and misses his step and just, I mean, eats it, is down. on. And now I feel the pain as I watch this because every time I walk up to an escalator, I think this is like, jaws of death waiting to eat me, but I trust that it's going to take me to the second floor, right? But this guy eats it, but then what escalators do. He is splayed out across it, and it keeps taking him upstairs because that's what escalators do. For us, that's what sanctification looks like. We trip, we fall flat on our feet, and Jesus goes, all right, here we go, and just keeps taking us along for the ride. It's not about perfection. It's about him going, hey, yep, this is how it works. Dust yourself off. We're trying again. Because the beauty of justification on the cross is that he will always carry us. And so the, the joy we have in learning about sanctification is it doesn't happen immediately. It's been referred to as a long obedience in the same direction. That following him is not about tomorrow, it's about a lifetime. It's not about reaching the finish line. It's about continuing on the journey. And so when he says, pick up your cross daily and follow me, every day is an opportunity to learn more what that means. I'm glad that I can look back at 20-year-old me and say I'm not the same as I was then. But you know what? I'm glad that 20-year-old me was learning about the Lord and growing. I hope that when 30-year-old me, I can say the same thing. Wow, look at where I was. I was sitting at the table with my parents last week, and we were talking about, you know, the things you talk about at dinner tables with your parents. And I mentioned something. I was like, man, good as you are with your money. And he goes, stop that. And I was like, whoa, okay, sorry. I didn't think this was going to be a big issue. But he's like, no, keep growing. Don't think you're lost. Think you're going. And that's what he's in picking up our cross. He's not saying, listen, you're going to get it perfect. He's saying, follow me. 
Because if you notice in the midst of that also, there's this moment where he says, if you're ashamed of me, then I will be ashamed of you. Well, you know who's by when he says that? Peter. Peter, who at the night of the crucifixion will be ashamed of Jesus. Peter, who will go out to start churches, who will go on to first leaders in the church. And there he stands as Jesus says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. So what's he saying? He's saying, listen, there's always still hope. Who's ashamed, but he'll return back to picking up the cross. The point of following Jesus is not that you're going to get it right every time. It's that you recognize when you get it wrong and you come back. Back is actually him running to you. It's the story of the prodigal son where you turn the corner of the driveway and the father is running to meet you. So picking up your cross can sound daily like a task of burden and heaviness. But return to the one who carried the cross first. You're following him. You're giving up these things to see how his way is better. But all along the way, he is the one lifting and holding day in and day out. Let's pray. Lord, may we learn more and more every day what it means to be your people. May we learn more and more what it means for us to pick up the cross and follow you. But Lord, let us be reminded over and again that it is about following you, not about us. It's about you and the path that you have laid in front of us. May we find joy and rest bearing that cross. May we find that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Lord, on the days where we can't carry it from exhaustion, from anger, from self-centeredness, whatever it may be, may we find you. May we find you for rest. May we find you for a change of heart. May we find you to grow as your people. And Lord, may we remember over and over again that it is a journey of a lifetime. May that journey be blessed as you call us to follow you every day. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.